I'd like to take a moment and have a real heart-to-heart with you. If you're able right now, place your hand over your heart. Can you feel it? That's your heartbeat telling you that you're alive. It's the same for a preborn baby. Their heart begins to form at conception, and at just three weeks, it's already beating. At five weeks, a baby's heartbeat can be heard on ultrasound. And that's why we've partnered with Preborn, because we need to help these precious babies. Every day, Preborn's networks of clinics rescue 200 babies from abortion. When a mother with an unplanned pregnancy meets her baby on ultrasound and hears their heartbeat, it's a divine encounter. That doubles a baby's chances at life. And by six weeks, the eyes are forming. By 10 weeks, a baby is able to suck his or her own thumb. And for just $28, you could be the difference between life or death of a child. All gifts are tax deductible, and I want you to donate. All you have to do is just dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250, keyword baby. You can also donate securely at preborn.com slash verdict. That's preborn.com slash verdict or pound 250 and say the keyword baby. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome. It is Verdict with Senator Ted Cruz. Ben Ferguson with you as well. And we've got a packed show. We're going to deal with Devin Archer scheduled to testify today, plus Hunter Biden's uh, plea agreement that blew up. And then new indictments for Donald Trump. Senator, let's first start with this news about Devin Archer. He is scheduled to testify uh, today, and the government seems to be doing everything they can to make sure that doesn't happen. Well, that's exactly right. We are anticipating testimony today before the House Oversight Committee from Devin Archer that is expected to be bombshell testimony. It is testimony that Joe Biden does not want Congress to hear. It is testimony Hunter Biden does not want Congress to hear. And and sadly, we have seen over the weekend the Biden Department of Justice go after Devin Archer, issue an arrest warrant for Devin Archer. They're trying to do everything they can to silence Devin Archer because his testimony is problematic. Now, who is Devin Archer? Devin Archer was Hunter Biden's best friend. He was his business partner. They were in business together. Devin Archer was on the board of Burisma with Hunter Biden. Devin Archer also co-founded the investment firm Rosemont Seneca alongside Hunter Biden and John Kerry's stepson, Christopher Hines. Look, these were Young boys trading on daddy, and it was good to be a corrupt Democrat. The money was flowing. So, Devin Archer is not some fringe character. He was side-by-side with Hunter, side-by-side with Joe throughout all of this. Now, we covered in last week's pod, and if you didn't listen to last week's pods, I would encourage you to go back because last week really laid out all of the evidence where it currently stands about Joe Biden's corruption, his involvement 
in receiving overseas bribes, the evidence that suggests he did so. It, it, it is comprehensive and compelling, and, and, and I don't know of an, another place besides this podcast that has laid out that information. But but one of the news we broke that, that virtually nobody was talking about until we laid it out was the massive change in narrative from Joe Biden in the White House because of Devin Archer's testimony expected today. For years, what Joe Biden and Hunter Biden and the Biden White House said was that Joe had never, 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 never talked to Hunter Biden about any of his overseas dealings. Listen. How many times have you ever spoken to your son about his overseas business dealings? I've never spoken to my son about his overseas business dealings. I have never discussed with my son or my brother or anyone else anything having to do with their businesses, period. And what I will do is the same thing we did in our administration. There will be an absolute wall between personal and private uh, and, and, and the government. Do you stand by your statement that you did not discuss any of your son's overseas business Yes, I stand him? by that statement. Do you think it was wrong for him to take that position? No. Knowing that it was really because but, that but company it, wanted access to you. Well, that's not true. You're saying things you do not know what you're talking about. No one said that. Who said that? My favorite there is the last. Well, Even the Today Show Center was saying, hey, it's clear he got the job yeah. because they wanted access to you. And he's like, how dare you say that? It's not like Hunter's a geologist. It's not like he knows how to drill for natural gas. It's not like he speaks Ukrainian. Uh, you know, as we talked about last week, according to the FD 1023, the oligarch who owned Burisma thought, said his dog was smarter than Hunter Biden. So he wasn't brought in for his expertise on oil and gas. He was brought in because of who daddy is. Now, the narrative, Joe Biden's never talked to Hunter about his business dealings, never talked to Hunter about his business dealings, never talked to Hunter about his business dealings is expected to get blown to smithereens today when Devin Archer testifies to the House. So last week, in anticipation of that testimony, testimony that we are expecting will be that Devin Archer will say that Joe talked dozens of times to Hunter, to Hunter's business partners. He was on phone calls. He was in meetings. It is expected that the testimony today will be miles away from, I never talked to him, never talked to him, never talked to him, so last week, Corrine Jean-Pierre executed a triple Lindy flip of changing narrative that is truly one for the ages. Give a listen. I'm curious if the White House and the president still stand behind his comment that he's never been involved and has never even uh, spoken to his son about his. So I've been, I've been asked this question a million times. The answer is not going to change. The answer remains the same. The president ha was never in business with his son. I just don't have anything else to add. That's a big change, Senator. We talked about it last week, and it made some headlines. After we talked about it on the podcast, we talked about it that morning on the podcast. That night, it was leading Fox News on multiple shows. So, so it really was uh, – it, it was a terrific example of how this podcast is breaking news and driving news forward and then being amplified across multiple, multiple stations and other media. Yeah, and, and it's the fact that they changed it and they thought that no one would notice it. But they're admitting guilt. They're admitting now that Joe Biden clearly talked with his son about business and all of the family members. And they did that in anticipation of, of Devin Archer testifying today. That's the only reason why they changed the narrative, because they're expecting that what he's going to say, if they can't stop him from testifying, is going to be, as you just described it, 
so damning to the Biden crime family that there's no way they could sit up there at the White House that afternoon or the next day and say, no, they did not talk about business because there's overwhelming evidence now from the people that worked with the Bidens of them talking business and selling access to this government and to Joe Biden when he was in positions of power to make big decisions on behalf of the U.S. in those countries. Well, and the Biden White House and the Biden Department of Justice know that Devin Archer's testimony today is a real problem, that he's very likely going to demonstrate or at least testify that Joe Biden and the Biden White House were lying repeatedly over and over and over again, that they were lying deliberately and that Joe Biden himself was directly involved in the corruption. That is an enormous threat. So what did they do this weekend on Saturday? The Biden Department of Justice sent a a letter. They are trying to arrest Devin Archer, by the way, on Saturday, right before the testimony on Monday. And so the U.S. attorney submitted to the court. I'm going to read you what they submitted to the court. In light of the foregoing, the government respectfully requests that the defendant, that would be Devin Archer, be ordered to surrender at a, date, at a date and time determined by the court to a facility designated by the Bureau of Prisons to commence his term of imprisonment. The government has confirmed with counsel for the defendant about the, 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 this request and asked that counsel propose a date for the defendant's surrender. Counsel responded with the following position, quote, Mr. Archer believes it is premature to set a report date in light of his anticipated continuing appeal as well as the newly discovered sentencing error that the government has now conceded. Counsel for Mr. Archer will put in a response to the government's request by Wednesday. The government disagree with counsel's positions that a report date should not be set and respectfully request permission to respond to any arguments made by the defendant. Now, this is what they're sending on Saturday, 48 hours before Devin Archer is going to go to Capitol Hill, raise his hand and testify. And, and this can only be understood as an attempt by the Biden DOJ to intimidate, to threaten Devin Archer, to tell him, shut up. We have the prosecutors, and if you talk, the consequences will be severe. This is on its face, I believe, witness intimidation. And by the way, these are the same goons that when Matthew Taibbi was testifying before the House about the Biden administration being in bed with big tech to censor voices they don't like and political enemies of the White House. As Taibbi is sitting there testifying, they send the IRS to raid his house and search his house simultaneously with the investigations. This administration does not respect the rule of law. It does not respect Congress, and it believes it can use its power to try to intimidate and silence witnesses. Want to tell you real quick about our friends at Augusta Precious Metals. And you know what helps me sleep well at night? Knowing that I am diversified with physical gold. A gold IRA can help people just like you diversify and protect your hard-earned investments. The best gold IRA company is Augusta Precious Metals with with thousands of happy customers on top of that. You can learn why Americans get their gold IRAs with Augusta Precious Metals. You can also get their free gold guide. All you have to do is check them out and call them. Plus, you will do a one-on-one web conference with them for free. So you can ask them questions so that you can understand how gold can help protect your dollars. Remember, when you're in retirement or close to retirement, it is so important to protect your assets because there's no time to make up losses. Call them, one 877 the number four 
Gold IRA. That's 877, the number four, Gold IRA. Or online at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. That's AugustaPreciousMetals.com. 877, the number four, Gold IRA. Senator, let's let's talk a little bit more about this Hunter plea deal. And I want you to hear how the media uh, is trying, or at least members of Congress, are trying to normalize what happened last week. They understand now that the Biden crime family uh, is at risk of, of really being exposed. And once we learned what was in that agreement, which was immunity for all prosecutions, that's what they were trying to sneak in there, the judge clearly said, uh-uh. And now there are members of Congress, Democrats, one of them, Congressman Dan Goldman, who tried to normalize uh, a a judge stopping a plea agreement and going, oh, this happens every day. Oh, this is not a big deal. Take a listen to this. I want to turn to the other major development this week involving Hunter Biden. Were you surprised to see the judge in Delaware reject the plea deal? Not reject it, but not accept it? Well, right. I I think that there's been a lot of uh, hay made of this. Um, But this is a fairly typical process that goes through. This was an unusual agreement, in part because it's a 24-month agreement, and there's the possibility that Donald Trump will be president. And we know from his presidency how much he weaponized the Department of Justice to go after his enemies and to favor his associates. And so Hunter Biden's lawyers are concerned that Donald Trump, if he were to get the presidency, would weaponize the Department of Justice. And so there is an added calculation to this. But the fact of the matter is that this is a Trump-appointed U.S. attorney, a Trump-appointed judge. This is a very... Uh, independent and thorough investigation. And I think that whatever happens in the Hunter Biden case, we can rest assured that it was done based solely on the facts and the evidence and that there was nothing else to it. But but if you and you've kind of touched on why this was in there. But the line in the plea agreement that is most important and most controversial is this one. Uh, It says the United States agrees not to criminally prosecute Biden, Hunter Biden, outside of the terms of this agreement or any federal for any federal crimes encompassed by the attached statement of facts. Now, the attached statement of facts goes into all of his uh, foreign income uh, that, that, that he received. It's the center of, of, of what Republicans have been talking about from Russia, uh, from China, uh, from Romania. Was that too broad? I mean, to have basically a blanket immunity from anything related to all of that income? No, because that's what they've been investigating for five years. And they ultimately determined they could not charge him. And for whatever reason, we don't know. The House Republicans have no idea what the actual evidence is that David Weiss has. And this was an exhaustive five-year investigation. And so what Hunter Biden's lawyer wanted was some confirmation that they will not charge him for any crimes related to the investigation that they un- that they underwent. Um, that's fairly typical, and oftentimes prosecutors and defense lawyers go back and forth about what degree of immunity a defendant will get. Um, but let's remember, this is not as if it's a new investigation. This is five years, and we had testimony of foreign bank accounts, domestic bank accounts, search warrants, hundreds so- of thousands of documents that they poured over, and ultimately they decided they could not charge Hunter Biden with it, and that's how the process should work. I, 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 there's so many things he said in there, right. Senator, that are just absurd. 
go go through it because this yep. is a Democrat that's just making stuff up as he goes. Well, and let's start by who this is talking. So this is Dan Goldman. He's a newly elected Democrat congressman from New York. What did Goldman do before he was elected to Congress as a Democrat? He was the lead lawyer for the House Democrats in Donald Trump's impeachment. So he was working for Adam Schiff. He was Adam Schiff's attack dog. And he brought, look, look, in many ways, Dan Goldman is intimately intertwined with with the creation and birth of the Verdict podcast, because we launched the first night of the first impeachment when Goldman was bringing an utterly frivolous, abusive impeachment, ironically, alleging quid pro quo concerning Burisma, everything that Goldman, on behalf of the House Democrats, alleged Donald Trump did, the evidence is now overwhelming that Joe Biden, in fact, did. Not only that, by the way, among other things, Goldman is also unbelievably wealthy. He is an heir to the Levi Strauss fortune, according to his financial disclosures. He's worth up to $250 million. So he has massive money that he inherited. And he now works as a Democrat as a partisan attack dog. And, and, and look at what he started with. He said, well, this was an unusual plea agreement. Why? Because he says, we all know that Trump weaponized the Department of Justice. What utter and complete garbage. One of the things to understand about the left, what they do, they will accuse you of doing. These guys, Sigmund Freud, if he was drawing up projection, Dan Goldman would have been the picture that he drew of exactly what the Democrats are guilty of. He wants to allege, I I know that the Democrats say the words Trump weaponized the legal system. What they can't point to is anyone who was prosecuted for political reasons, any of Trump's political enemies they went after, any of Trump's political friends who, who, who got exonerated. It is utterly false. And in fact, what happened, the legal system not only was not weaponized in aid of Trump, the hardcore career partisan liberals who had burrowed into the Department of Justice and the FBI and the CIA and the alphabet soup of Washington waged war against Trump. So it is exactly the opposite. But his whole contention is, well, we had to have a special plea agreement here because, you know, Trump could get elected in two years. And so we knew that, that, that Trump would weaponize the legal system. Mind you, Goldman doesn't address the Democrats abusing the impeachment process twice. It doesn't address the, what, 143 different indictments against Donald Trump. He doesn't address the absolute double standard applied to Joe Biden, applied to Hunter Biden. None of that matters. He's going to accuse the other side of weaponizing. Facts be damned. Well, as you just mentioned it, Senator, there with, with the facts don't seem to matter At least there does seem to be a little bit of a break with the media. They are now starting to, I think, hedge their bets because they're starting to understand that this narrative is changing quickly. Uh, You you look at Miranda Devine. She said that not only was the president talking business, but she also said this uh, exclusively this week on Hannity. Listen. 
changed. You heard the White House uh, spokeswoman, Corinne Jean-Pierre, yesterday um, has just changed the language. She said, oh, I've said this a million times and the answer remains the same. But the answer was completely different. It's now uh, it's my, the president is not in business with his son. Very different from saying, I know nothing about my son's overseas business dealings. So I think that it's overwhelming the evidence uh, already on the table and about to be told by Devin Archer that Joe Biden was meeting with Hunter Biden's overseas business partners. And that, of course, was incredibly important to what Hunter Biden's business was, which was selling influence of his father, then the vice president. In politics, Senator, when you're running for office, people give money, they do donations, and they want to make sure that when they give money that you're going to win. If you're a Democrat right now, you're concerned, and there are people that are talking that maybe this is our exit ramp moment for Joe Biden. I think that's part of what the media is trying to figure out now is, hey, it's still far enough ahead. If Devin Archer comes out, connects all the cash to the big guy, shows the big guy was in business with, with, with Hunter Biden, the plea deal now opens him up to a whole lot more that could come falling down now. Is that part of the reason why you think the media is starting to you know, change their tune, at least dip their, their toes in the water of this story? Well, they're definitely getting nervous, and at a minimum, I think they're looking for a plan B. They're looking for a contingency plan. I think their preferred path still, they believe Donald Trump will be the Republican nominee. They believe if Trump is the Republican nominee, that they can nominate Joe Biden again, keep him completely hidden from everyone, lock him in the basement, and they think running against Trump is enough to win in 2024. That might be right, that might be wrong, but that's what they believe. As the evidence keeps piling up of Joe Biden's corruption, uh, I do think you are seeing partisan Democrats in the media getting a little more nervous. Look, the fact that the Hunter Biden plea deal got thrown out last week was a big damn deal. That was concerning. If you're a Democrat strategist, if you're a consultant, if you're looking at how do we maximize the chances of Democrats winning in 2024, this investigation prosecutions of hunter biden possible prosecution of joe biden the longer it lingers the more dangerous it is and and so this past week was a very very bad week for joe biden and for the white house and 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 i think the press is part of that political blob that wants democrats to win and so as political operatives are beginning to hedge their bets so's the press I want to take a moment and have a real heart-to-heart with you. If you're able, place your hand over your heart right now. Can you feel it? That's your heartbeat telling you that you're alive. It's the same for a pre-born baby. Their heart begins to form at conception, and at just three weeks, it's already beating. At five weeks, a baby's heartbeat can be heard on ultrasound. We've partnered with Preborn because we need to help these precious babies every day. Preborn's network of clinics rescues 200 babies from abortion. When a mother with an unplanned pregnancy meets her baby on ultrasound and hears their heartbeat, it's a divine encounter that doubles a baby's chances at life. By six weeks, eyes are forming. By 10 weeks, a little baby is able to suck his or her thumb. For just $28, you can be the difference between the life or death of a child. 
And if you're a business owner, perhaps you can consider a larger donation for a write-off because we know the government isn't working on saving babies. A donation of 1000 2000 20000 All gifts are tax-deductible and will reach eternity. Get involved today. To donate, just dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250. Say the keyword baby or donate securely at preborn.com slash verdict. That's preborn.com slash verdict. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now that brings us to the Donald Trump new indictments. I want to get your take on that. Before we get to that, though, I want to tell you about our friends over at Patriot Mobile. Every day you hear about another familiar brand selling out their customers And going woke, Americans are sick and tired of having leftist propaganda jammed into every product that you consume. Woke mobile companies are no different. And for years, they've been dumping millions into liberal causes. And we had to take it because, well, you need a cell phone. And you probably thought there was no alternative. Well, guess what? There is an alternative. And you can make that switch today with Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative wireless provider Offering dependable nationwide coverage on all three major networks so you get the best possible service in your area minus the leftist propaganda. Many of those companies were even giving money to Planned Parenthood. You don't want your money going there. So switch to Patriot Mobile. You're sending a clear message that you support free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, the Second Amendment, and our military veterans and first responder heroes. They have a 100% U.S.-based customer service team that makes switching easy. You get to keep your phone that you have right now if you want to or upgrade a new one, and you can keep your same phone number as well. All you got to do is go to patriotmobile.com slash verdict. That's patriotmobile.com slash verdict. Or call them, 878-PATRIOT. That's 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the offer code VERDICT and ask about their coverage guarantee while you're chatting with them. PatriotMobile.com slash verdict or 878-VERDICT. Senator, uh, the timing of the plea deal dissolving into thin air with that the White House was betting on to protect them from the crimes uh, of the family and Hunter Biden was really interesting to see the timing right after that bombshell uh, you got to get a new news cycle, right? You don't want this lingering all week. And then all of a sudden, new indictments against Donald Trump. There are a lot of people that were watching this saying, this doesn't make any sense. I'm not buying it. Uh, is this, you know, retaliation or to change that news cycle? Give me your take. Well, there, there's no doubt the timing is fishy. And as we've discussed with Devin Archer, this Department of Justice has demonstrated that it's perfectly willing to try to stop bad developments for the White House to try to intimidate witnesses against testifying against Joe Biden. And in this instance, it was an extraordinarily bad week, but it wasn't just a bad week 
for Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. It was a bad week for the Biden DOJ. Look, the Biden DOJ came in with this sweetheart deal for Hunter Biden designed to cover up not only Hunter's crimes, but ensure that Joe is not investigated. And the federal judge basically laughed at them because they were trying to be very, very sneaky. The agreement was was memorialized in two different documents. Number one, you had the plea agreement on the tax document, on, on the tax crimes. That was one document, but where they were doing all of the work what was in a second document they filed that, that dealt with the, the gun crime in particular. And, and, and they filed a diversion agreement on the gun crime. So Hunter Biden agreed that he committed two misdemeanor tax crimes and he agreed to pay a fine but not serve a day in jail. That was the plea agreement. There's a second agreement that was the diversion agreement. The diversion agreement... Hunter Biden agreed that he possessed a firearm, which was illegal because he is a drug user and drug addict. And under federal law, it is illegal for a drug user and drug addict to possess a firearm that normally carries jail time. But he got a special diversion agreement, which for 24 months, uh, if he manages to stay out of jail and not commit additional crimes, that uh, crime will go away. Now, Buried within the diversion agreement is a reference that tries to piggyback all of the other language that was in the tax agreement. And and it was basically a very sneaky way of trying to get the Department of Justice to promise we will not prosecute Hunter Biden for anything else. We won't prosecute him for any other tax crimes. We won't prosecute him for being a foreign agent. We won't prosecute him for corruption. We won't prosecute him for bribery. Everything that we discuss in the other document, mind you, that's the plea agreement on the tax crimes, is just incorporated by reference in the diversion agreement. And, and, and what happened is the judge called him out on it, and in particular the judge in, in open court asked, could the government bring a charge under the Foreign Agents Registration Act? Now, the prosecutor, particularly after a month of everything that's been covered about the testimony in the House and everyone focusing on the efforts to protect Joe Biden and to cover up Hunter Biden, the prosecutor was embarrassed. He didn't want to stand up and say, oh, no, we're not going to prosecute that. So the prosecutor says, yes. And suddenly Hunter Biden's attorney says, I, I don't agree. And the whole thing got blown up because they were trying to do it in secret and hoping no one would notice. Well, that's very bad for Hunter and Joe, but it's also very bad for the Biden Department of Justice. When, when the Department of Justice is trying to play politics and cover up corruption, that's a real problem. And so what do they do? They immediately turn around and file yet another indictment uh, against Donald Trump. This one was is what is called a superseding indictment. A lot of people don't understand. So it is essentially an updated indictment. So so it takes the old uh, indictment and it, it updates it. So it adds a couple of adi- additional counts, claims of, of criminal violations. It also adds a new defendant. So the new defendant is Carlos de Oliveira, who worked at Mar-a-Lago. And, and the new count uh, is a const- uh, obstruction conspiracy count that, that focuses in particular on, quote, 
attempting to delete security footage at Mar-a-Lago to conceal information from the FBI and grand jury. So the, the two pieces that are relevant are, A, they added someone new, De Oliveira, who along with Nauta, who's the other assistant to Donald Trump who is, who is indicted and being charged, uh, what they allege is that De Oliveira and Nauta, quote, loaded several of Trump's boxes along with other items on aircraft that flew Trump and his family north for the summer. So De Oliveira is alleged to be part of hiding the classified documents. Um, look, the addition of a, a, a new defendant, that poses some risk because the, the standard approach for a prosecutor is to try to focus on the little fish, to put a lot of heat on the little fish, get them scared out of their minds, and get them to flip on the big guy. By the way, just pause for a second and notice that's exactly what they did not do with Hunter Biden and Joe Biden. There was no effort to put pressure on Hunter Biden and get him to flip on the big guy. Rather, instead, according to the IRS whistleblowers, the, the objective of DOJ was to prevent anyone from asking about the big guy. They don't want to know about the big guy. This is just about Hunter and his drugs. It has nothing to do with the millions flowing to Joe Biden. Well, the reason why De Oliveira being added is potentially significant is what DOJ is going to try to do is lean on him really hard and cause him to flip against Donald Trump. I don't know this fellow. I don't know if he will or not. But but that is the, the consequence of that. And, and then the additional allegation that De Oliveira attempted to delete security footage at Mar-a-Lago, that's a new piece. Um, we don't know what the facts are behind that. Um, deleting security footage to cover something up, that's that's... That allegation could be problematic. We, do, we don't have enough details from, from the indictment to know what was on that footage, why it was being deleted, was it deleted, was the deletion routine. What To the extent you are actively hiding evidence, that's called obstruction of justice, and so that's why it is charged as obstruction of justice. Um, I can tell you who has charged obstruction of justice are two career employees at the IRS who have charged that the Department of Justice was doing everything they can to cover up evidence, block witnesses, and prevent the case from being developed. And, and so, you know, as we said when Dan Goldman went on TV, what they are doing, what the bad guys are doing, they project and charge to everyone else that they're doing it instead. The media certainly freaked out over uh, Donald Trump's comments, and I want to play those uh, for people and get your reaction to that as well as he fought back. Uh, I think a lot of people say with good reason he's fighting back now. Let me tell you, though, about something we're going to be doing that I really want you to know about, and I hope that you can find uh, the time to be a part of this. This is going to be an incredible trip uh, with listeners to verdict in the Holy Land. We're talking about Israel. Israel is the cradle of Judaism, Christianity, and many of the principles that we hold dear as Americans. And we're putting together an awesome trip where you're going to get to see the sites like the Armageddon Battlefield, Nazareth, Jericho, Jerusalem, Bethlehem, and that's not all. You're going to also sail on the Sea of Galilee and and float on the Dead Sea. You'll walk in the footsteps of biblical figures like King David and Jesus Christ. And you'll do it all together with other listeners from around the country. 
I'm going to meet you in Jerusalem and experience uh, with you the city's great sites like the Western Wall, the Temple Mount. And this trip is going to deepen your understanding of the Bible and of Western civilization. It's going to leave you with friends and memories that will last a lifetime. You got plenty of time to tr- plan on this trip because it'll take place May the 6th to the 15th of 2024. Now, people are signing up fast, so book your spot now before it's too late. To get more information, go to christianexpedition.com slash Ben. That's christianexpedition.com slash Ben. Or call them right now, 877-234-3002. That's 877-234-3002. Or online at christianexpedition.com slash Ben. Senator, I want to get your reaction to Donald Trump going after Jack Smith. Smart or bad move? The media just uh, totally obsessed over Donald Trump when he said this at one of his campaign events. This deranged lunatic named Jack Smith, who's been overturned unanimously by the Supreme Court, he's tried to destroy many lives. You ever see the picture of the guy? It's like central casting. Deranged Jack Smith and the DOJ... We'll probably bring another case along with the DA. We have a racist DA in crime-ridden Atlanta. I mean, Senator, I don't blame Donald Trump for coming after Jack Smith this way. Also talking about even more charges that could be coming in Atlanta there. They're throwing everything they can at him to make sure he doesn't have a chance to win. And that's election interference, is it not? Well, it is, undoubtedly. You know, I'll say no defense lawyer on earth would advise his client to go scorched earth after the prosecutors. But Donald Trump is going to say and do what he wants, and so he's unloading on the prosecutors. And i got to say the substance of what he's saying. When you look at Jack Smith, Trump is right that Smith has a long record of engaging in partisan prosecutions. He went after Bob McDonnell, the sitting Republican governor, of Virginia, widely considered a serious presidential candidate, and he brought charges, he indicted him, he prosecuted him, and the prosecution blew up in a humiliating way. It went to the Supreme Court, and unanimously, by an 8-0 to vote, the Supreme Court threw out Jack Smith's case, said that the Department of Justice had overstepped and had reached far beyond what what the law provided. Um, Jack Smith was also involved in, in the IRS targeting conservatives under Barack Obama. Jack Smith's wife is a movie maker who, who has made movies praising, just, just really uh, beatifying uh, Democrats. And, and so this is a political player. This is a political player whose, whose record leaves real reason to doubt his ability to be nonpartisan. And, and we can see his conduct reflects that. Uh, this is absolutely a manifestation, not just of Jack Smith. This is Merrick Garland, and this is Joe Biden. They hate Donald Trump, and they want to use the Department of Justice to target their enemies. Ironically, it is exactly what Dan Goldman said on the Sunday show. That's what they're doing, is they want to bring more indictments at Donald Trump than you can shake a stick at. They want to cost hundreds of millions of dollars of legal defense funds. They want to just throw so much mud on him that it weakens him. But mind you, their partisan intent is very careful. They want him to get the Republican nomination, but then be weakened enough that the Democrats win in November. I, I don't believe that's going to happen. But 
Time will tell, and the voters will decide. It's going to be a very interesting week. We're going to cover it all here on Verdict, so make sure you hit that follow, subscribe, or auto-download button so that you do not miss any of our episodes that we do. We'll have the latest uh, it, uh, to this um, Devin Archer. Hopefully the testimony will happen uh, today, and if it does, we're going to have the latest for you on that on Wednesday. Have a great next day or two. We'll see you back here Wednesday morning. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.